Welcome to the Holistic Me podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bravo. As a licensed acupuncturist and holistic health and wellness professional, I spend my day providing service and care to others. Over the years, my own self-care practices have ebbed and flowed, having a profound effect on not only my physical body, but my mental, emotional wellness and my spirit body. I am here to share my story, my experiences, and my continued journey on the path to exploring and uncovering the greatest version of myself through heart-centered connection, healing, self-love, and authenticity. I am beyond grateful to share this journey with you. My intention is that my story medicine may help at least one other soul on this collective experience we are sharing to shine their light bright for all the world to receive. Namaste. Welcome to another episode of Holistic Me. It's been a minute, my friends. Um, Here we are. It's November 26th as I sit here recording this. And um, to be honest, I, I recorded something at the start of November, first week. And for some reason or another didn't publish and then when I thought about publishing that particular episode it just didn't it didn't really feel good at the time and um kind of sat with it and here I am I'm recording a new episode and I have to say um I haven't recorded anything or posted anything since the end of September and I had every intention at the start of November to pick things back up and get the ball rolling again and life just happens in a strange strange way um chalk it up to I don't know mercury retrograde or um you know, October was a bit of a rough month for me. I don't know if that was, you know, kind of reflecting on it being the month of my grandmother's birthday and she had passed away in August. So that was um, on my mind for a while and really just being in an odd place. And so I, I'm here now. (laughs) And so I don't really have, um, you know, I was kind of doing this structure to what I wanted to present and what I wanted to talk about. And the recording I made at the start of November was about how I became an acupuncturist. So I thought that was maybe an important story to share. My experience um, that led me to becoming an acupuncturist and why I do what I do. And I think that's all good and well to share. And and I have what I believe to be a pretty interesting way that life unfolded um, as far as me becoming an acupuncturist and originally wanting to go the Western medical route 
um, and just having the universe do the things that it, you know, it did what it did in my life and in the way my life plays with the universe and how everything unfolded and I ended up finding my way to this Eastern approach of practicing uh, medical healing arts and that's really what it is and um, I think what I have been struggling with is using my voice again I found it for a period of time which is how I got this podcast started in the first place and then I just went through a rough patch and I think we all go through those um, and the fall is a time for really looking inward and also at the same time starting new and and you know the the leaves fall away so you can really see all the roots and branches of the trees right and um and so I think things were falling away um, and kind of revealing to me some of the things that I needed to readdress um, or look at again in my life. And and that's that's what's been unfolding. So I guess to talk a little bit about that, um, you know, one of the things I've talked about in the past is really having a gratitude practice and using that as a way of really being the co-creator of your life and not letting your life just happen to you. Um, I don't believe that the world and the people in our life are out to get us. Right? I believe that we have a strong ability and even a responsibility to create the life that we want to experience. And yes, there are circumstances and things that come up and we're not really sure or the reason is unclear as to why things unfold the way that they do. But for the majority of life and majority of the time, day to day, I am a strong believer that we can choose how our life unfolds and it all starts with our perspective and our gratitude for what we have and what we experience and for that which is to come and so that being said (laughs) I have this practice that I use and to be honest it fell away for me and I know I mentioned that I think in my post or my my podcast episode relating to having a gratitude practice, how my practice kind of ebbs and flows. and But usually when it ebbs and flows, I still have it. It's just the way in which I practice it kind of shifts a little bit um, and isn't as intentional as those times where I'm really, truly um, actively co-creating my life. And so... Um, in the past month and a half or so, I, uh, I've really had kind of zero gratitude practice. It's really strange. 
um, something that I haven't haven't really fallen into or out of completely in a long, 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 long time. Um, probably a few years now at this point. And so um, really taking a look at how my life is without that and reflecting now this week, especially as we're, you know, in the, we're celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday in a couple days here and reflecting on how not having that practice in place really has a profound effect on how I see and experience my day-to-day life, you know, my interactions with my husband, my interactions with my son, my interactions with my family, my interactions with patients, my interactions and the way I speak to myself even, my own um, self-talk, the little voice in my head, all of that, um, and how that's such a drastic contrast to the times when I do have my gratitude practice in place, even if it's not as intentional as I like it to be, but I'm still, I'm still doing some of it. And I think that's the key is to even still do a little bit. And now that I'm saying that, it just reminds me of something that I told a patient recently. And, you know, we sometimes, you know, we, we get these recommendations from doctors or our physical therapists and, and things like that and and you fought you you end your course of treatment let's say for physical therapy in this example and you've been given all these exercises and you're no longer having to go to the appointments but you've given the list of things that to continue doing at home and more often than not I have patients that come in and they completely stop it stop doing those exercises that they would have done in their appointments and now they're having to do it on their own at home. They're not motivated to do it. They they don't feel as comfortable doing it on their own. Whatever the case might be, it feels like too much. Too much to do on their own. And my response to that when I hear that is to simplify it. Make it easy. Pick the one or two exercises from the list of things that you did with your PT in this example and do those. Just one or two. Start there. Get comfortable with those. Get comfortable with doing them on your own. And then over time, as you become stronger in those exercises and more comfortable, then you can add in an additional one and slowly grow that self-care practice of doing these exercises to help maintain whatever it is that you were getting the therapy for, the physical therapy for in the first place, right? Uh, Whether it's an injury or imbalance, you know, uh, whatever the case might be. Start with just one or two things and keep it simple. And so I think that's where I'm getting back to now is starting simple. 
starting my day and ending my day with just some taking note of something, just one thing that I'm grateful for. When I'm really intentional and really heavy into my gratitude practice, I am writing out, it's like a story of what my next day looks like and how I'm so grateful for it and so blessed and so, and everything is just pure magic. Um, and that's really what I want life to be. <laughs> when I kind of narrow things down, I want life to be magical. I, I love the idea not the idea. I love magic. <laughs> uh, not the idea of magic. I love magic. And so I want it to be magical. And I don't mean magic like card tricks. I mean magic like living with intent and seeing things unfold because I made the decision for things to unfold that way and my mind made it happen. Right? And so that to me is magic. All of that manifestation, those manifestation practices out there, it's alchemy, it's magic, and we all have this ability, and I've been tapping into that, and um, I went to a wonderful retreat in October, which really um, was a beautiful experience, um, and it was about connecting with the moon, moon cycles, and the energy of the moon, and how it connects to are unfolding uh, through those phases and how we interact with our world and, you know, setting intentions based on different moon cycles. Um, And it was really, it was beautiful. Um, And then after that, I kind of, it was, it was like a high point that led into like a low point for me um, in my own physical and mental kind of space at the time. And again, it was right around the time of my grandmother's birthday. And so things kind of just pittered away um, in a sense. But again, circling back, it I'm returning to a space of gratitude and returning slowly. Um, and I think that's the key. We get so overwhelmed and so bogged down by all of this expectation and things not going the way that we want them to go because sometimes it's not meant to go that way just yet or even at all there like for the example of you know I made that initial recording at the beginning of November about my journey to becoming an acupuncturist and I talked about how I initially wanted to pursue orthopedics become an orthopedic surgeon I wanted to get into the field of western medicine I was going to go to medical school all of these things for one that episode (laughs) I did not end up publishing right so that was probably one thing that was not meant to unfold or happen for whatever reason maybe it was not truly an authentic um episode such as what I'm recording now completely off the cuff um but also 10 years ago when I was pursuing going to medical school all of the things that unfolded to shut those doors or to not even open those doors right I went knocking I was I was doing my applications I was doing 
taking the MCAT, I was, you know, doing all of these things in pursuit of something that I believed was something that I wanted. And every door was slammed in my face. And then by happenstance, somebody recommended that I look into acupuncture school because I mentioned my interest in studying herbal medicine because I grew up with it because my grandparents instilled in me the power of plants, the power of plant medicine. And so I pursued that. I looked into it, and it piqued my interest. And all of a sudden, every door related to this study was blown open, and there was not a single road bump in the process, as there had been with trying to pursue medical school. And not to say that it was easy. It was not easy. <laughs> My friends and colleagues of from acupuncture school and those from other programs that I've met along the way, um, we can all attest that acupuncture and Chinese medicine, Chinese oriental medicine school is not easy. Studying acupuncture and studying herbal medicine is not an easy process. Um, but the process that was simple and was easy as far as the doors being open for me was the process of applying. It was the process of finding the school that I wanted to go to, being in the right place, right time, everything just unfolding in that way. The... Um, my class schedule choices because I had a very long commute from where I was living to where I was going to school, you know, everything just unfolded and, and was very simple in that sense. But going through school and studying and taking boards and doing my clinical rounds and all of that was not an easy process. <laughs> very, very grueling. But... I did love every minute of it, and I would do it all over again uh, if I had to. It was truly incredible. And so here I am, and so yeah, so being grateful for where I am today, even though this past month and a half, almost two months now, since my last episode was published, I really have done nothing other than think about making another episode and needing to get my voice out there again and having to do the work because if I don't do it, then who's going to hear the message and who's going to take, you know, how how am I going to expand on it if I don't just do it? And sometimes we need to just take the time, have some space. Uh, before we can actually sit down and do the work. And so I went through some some things as far as my business is concerned with, um, you know, really have this vision of expanding and, and growing my practice um, along with some other practitioners. And, you know, we have all of these visions and, and goals for what we want to do, which is all good and well. Uh, but at the same time, for my own business I wear all the hats and I found myself 
searching for help and I got some help and even the help that I got was even though very useful um I struggled with having the help because I had never had been in that position before where I need to delegate right so um take having worn all the hats for four years now is uh it's hard to let some of these things go in a sense and not have the control that I had have had for so long and so that's also been part of what's been going on this past month or so um and really trying to to make good use of my time and be productive without having to do all the things <laughs> if that makes sense so get having less to do but still feeling like I have a lot to do but not being able to get things done it's been a struggle um so I'm getting comfortable with that and but what I'm finding is that I had some time, some downtime for myself and reflecting on that, I'm grateful for it now because I'm feeling like I'm waking up again. And so I went through a period this past month and a half or two months that I was just more in a mental fog and now I'm starting to see again, having some clarity, understanding what my needs are understanding where I want things to go and that's a beautiful thing right and I don't have to feel guilty about it for for a little while I was feeling feeling guilty that I wasn't doing all of the things that I said I was going to be doing I wasn't doing the recording. I wasn't doing the all of the posts. I wasn't doing, you know, the blog, the this, the that, the responding to all the emails or cleaning up my personal email inbox, which is a mess, my friends. Um, and, you know, and then keeping up with all of the things at home, you know, keeping up relationships, keeping up. Um, just all of the dynamics that go into life it's it's it can be tough and it's okay to need time to let things go for a small period of time obviously certain responsibilities I have a child right I have a home I've got to be I have to be present I have to take care of the things that I have to take care of in that sense um but it's okay to step back sometimes and let some things go for a little bit and then come back to it um in doing so though again I go back to the sense of gratitude I'm grateful I have had this time but then I'm also grateful for having learned that this practice is so integral to to who I am and to how my life unfolds that I it's one of the things that I can't compromise on 
and coming to that realization is so so profound right so we need to we need to drink water to live we need to consume food for ourselves to perform at a certain level right good clean food <sighs> and then you know everything else is extra but for me part of what fuels me is having this gratitude practice and keeps my life in order because right now the past couple months it's felt a little chaotic and so you know I'm curious how many of you out there have felt this way like life is just chaotic there's so much going on and there's only so much we can put on our plate right before the plate starts to overflow and so figure out figuring out what is the absolute what are the absolute must-haves in your life water food shelter right and then what practice makes you feel complete makes you feel in order right what makes you feel whole for some it's yoga for some it's exercise for some it's meditation for some you know could be cooking you know whatever it is whatever helps you feel complete and whole that is something that you should not compromise and so <laughs> that being said i am going back to my my practice because i see how important it is to me as as an individual being in order to positively connect with my world and be one with my world the world around me and those that i interact with right we are all connected and in order for me to have that be that light be that positive experience uh and and i don't mean be positive all the time because again there's moments day to day that we don't have to be positive 100% of the time but it's our outlook and our perception overall with what we're experiencing that truly matters um then if i keep that practice in place my life unfolds and my interactions are much smoother and even when i have a bad interaction with somebody or something happens that hits me out of the blue that is unexpected or that um doesn't feel good i can snap out of it so much faster or see 
the lesson or have clarity around why maybe somebody responded to me in a certain way or why somebody, you know, had a specific reaction to something that I said or vice versa. And so, you know, there's more clarity around that. There's more order in my life. And so I urge you, those of you listening, I'm grateful for you if you've made it this far. Even if you didn't make it this far, you're no longer listening, I'm still grateful for you. Uh, I urge you to find what it is in your life that keeps you whole. What makes you complete? And do that. Even if it's only for two minutes a day, (laughs) right? If it's dancing, put on your favorite song and dance to it, even if it's just once a day. And that song is two and a half minutes long. That's enough. But you're doing something. And each little bit, every single day, has a cumulative effect on your overall experience through life. Just like acupuncture has a cumulative effect. I'm circling back to the acupuncture. Oh, man. Um, I tell my patients all the time, especially when they're new, acupuncture has a cumulative effect on the body. That first visit, you may not notice much. That second visit, you might notice a little bit of change or improvement. And over time, that improvement or that change grows and grows. And that's part of how we can space out our treatments over time as well. And it becomes more of a uh, maintenance or preventative care plan, you know, as time goes on. Um, But I digress. (laughs) Uh, Every little bit counts. And so with that, I will just simply say... Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like or subscribe the Holistic Me podcast on whatever platform you might be listening on. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and many more. While you're there, don't forget to leave a review. That will help us reach more listeners just like you. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste.